Friendship isn't the big things, it's a million little things. Hello friends, and welcome to this, A Million Little TV Shows podcast. I'm Mike, and I'll be delving into TV shows that I feel don't seem to get enough love. Over the course of the pod, we'll break down episodes and talk about my thoughts and feelings on the shows. So welcome back guys, I hope you're all doing well out there, and I'm really pleased to report that my numbers are going up, so it's good to see you all. So, you know, come and say hi to me, because it's really good to engage with the audience. So this is Season 2, Episode 4 of A Million Little TV Shows Podcast. Just a little bit about me, I have been getting over a little bit of a cold, so... I may be more croaky than normal, and I also went to the wrestling at the weekend at Wembley, 81,000 people, and my voice hurt a lot afterwards. So, again, if it's croakier than usual, you know why. If it's not, it says more about me, I think. Today, however, we're going to be focusing on Miracle Workers. Season 1, episodes 5 to 7. So, unlike last week, it's going to be a pretty short episode, I think. But, as some of you may know, Season 4 of Miracle Work has just finished in the States. So, I think it's a good time to have these episodes come out. So, let's bite the bullet. Let's get into this. Episode 5, Three Days. The episode starts with a bunch of random people turning up in heaven and they get told that they have been randomly selected, essentially saying that all religion didn't really matter. Now, look, it's just a joke. Whatever your religious denomination is, believe what you want to believe. I've said it before, it's okay with me, I don't care. As long as you're doing good, not doing anyone any harm, couldn't give a shit. But this is where we see Rosie come through. Rosie's played by Lolly Adafope, and... She ends up being God's assistant, but this is how she applies for that job. And there's several different scenarios that she has to go through just to get through to be his assistant. But when she gets there, she's led to a big desk outside God's office and told by the woman there that she's sorry as she runs away. It's here that we see that God's just an absolute goofball. It's going to be really frustrating job for her towards the end we see that towards the end of the opening sequence we see rosie is ticking off days in her diary and she cannot wait for the end of the world so as we know from last episode craig eliza and sanjay are trying to get sam and laura to fall in love before the end of these three days to prevent the world from ending because that's the bet that god has made with eliza But Sam's nana, who he's very close to, has just had the timer run out on her. So in about three hours, she's going to die. So what Craig, Eliza and Sanjay have to do is go down to the basement and speak to death to try and stop the inevitable happening. So they head down there and find out that death is just some electrical circuits. Now, if it were me and I'd got Steve Buscemi and Daniel Radcliffe 
I'd have tried for William Sadler and try and get him back as death from Bill and Ted, but I don't write the show. I don't even cast the show, so I'm just an idiot on the internet. But that's who I'd have got. But they're told by the receptionist that everyone is assigned a date at birth, just a random date that they will die on. They can die before, but they can't die after. The only way to get that changed is to have a waiver signed. So she hands them the waiver, but it's got to be signed by God. So they head upstairs and they talk to Rosie, thinking that she'll help them out. But she tells them that maybe it's for the best that the world's going to end. But she mentions that it's currently being run by an illiterate madman. And they realise that they might be able to get away with him signing this waiver if he's illiterate. They head into God's office and they try to trick him into signing this waiver. But as they do, thinking that he's a softie, they find out he's not when he tortures a guy for getting his order wrong. And he turns him into a jelly bean. So Craig starts to lose it a little bit and starts speaking in tongues until Eliza slaps him and tries to get him to come back to sense. God, however, says that he can't read without his glasses. So he gets them, puts them on, sits at his desk, and asks for the document, which the guys have said is a liquor license for his new Lazy Susan spa, once the world ends. But he looks at it, and just as he's about to sign, even though it says Death Waver at the top, Rosie comes in and stops him. Rosie has just been offered a brand new job in a different universe that would be that would be a hell of a lot more pleasurable for her. She'd have a masseuse, she'd have a chef on tap. It's going to be absolute luxury for her. But she's told that she can only go if the world ends. So now she's on a mission to make that happen. But before Rosie can give the game away, Eliza appeals to her softer side. And the fact that she's brilliant at what she does... She tells them that the universe that she wants to go to are the best, but they don't need her because her talents will be wasted there. They need someone here who can help them clear up this fucking mess. And she is the best at doing that. So Rosie agrees that it is a liquor license and that God signs it. And Nana is extended another hundred days. So looks like Sam's going to be going on his date. So while they celebrate, with Rosie joining the team, Craig reveals that he's taken something from God's office, and it's a, and it's a cocktail umbrella because it makes every drink a party. He's called back up to God's office, and when he goes to see God, God inquires about the cocktail umbrellas, and Craig's in fear because he feels like he's going to get punished for what he's done. And it turns out that God isn't turning people into jelly beans. He's just got a jar of jelly beans that needs opening. They only put one root beer flavoured jelly bean in each jar. And the lids are really hard stuck on. That's the punishment. They have to open the jar and find the root beer jelly bean. The show is fucking insane. It is, it is daft as fuck. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm 100% behind it. I love it. It's so fucking bizarre. But, God, it makes me laugh. Episode 6, One Day. And it's finally the big day. The end of the world. But we see our heroes, Craig and Eliza, along with Sanjay and Rosie, trying to save the world. And all they've got to do is get Sam and Laura to kiss. 
God, however, is on a mission of his own. He is off seeing his parents, who seem to be, for a start, <laughs> a little bit younger than he is. But God also has siblings, who seem to be running their own worlds as well. It seems that God is sort of the outcast of his own family, and he's gone to see his mum and dad to pitch them the idea of Lazy Susan's. Gang, however, are trying to create the most romantic date for Sam and Laura to go on, to give them the best chance of survival. So God is pitching to his parents, but it is so fucking weak. But Steve Buscemi is just hilarious. He delivers the thing so dryly, and he's just expecting them to pay out or fund whatever they would be funding for this Lazy Susan's restaurant. And it's fucking ridiculous. And they're just humouring their son at this point. The team, however, are really fucking things up. So Sam and Laura were meant to be initially going to see a film, which is more a documentary about, I don't know what it was about, some sort of drains under the city or... God knows what, but it was in 3D and they were just talking about rats and shit and God knows what. But the theatre that they were going to, the crew have burnt down because they figured that if they didn't go there, they could go somewhere else. They picked a basketball game so that they could get on the kiss cam. But of course, it seems that these two are very shy, very private people. And the only one who is sort of against it is Craig. He thinks that they're not going to be comfortable being on camera. So he's trying to deter the team by saying things like, yeah, but they're probably not going to get on camera. So instead of trying to find something else, the team decide, yeah, well, what we'll do is we'll just end all of the relationships of the people that are going to the event tonight so that there's a one guarantee couple going there tonight and it's going to be Sam and Laura. <laughs> Fucking stupid. God's parents think that the Lazy Susan idea is a bad one, but because it's their son, they're willing to support him. It's only when his siblings get involved and say that he is the youngest of the group and tells his parents that what he's done on Earth isn't any good and that it's basically just a circle filled with water with people shitting and pissing in it, which is a very, very crude way of describing the Earth, but... I suppose they're not wrong, <laughs> unfortunately. Craig, however, has tried to get his case across that they've got to the basketball game and they don't need the kiss cam. They're getting along fine. They're probably going to kiss soon. But Eliza tries to tell him that if if he had an amazing girl sat right in front of him with all these people watching, that he'd definitely want to kiss them. And it's at this point that you realise that Craig's character might be in love with Eliza. But he stands by his principles and thinks that it's a bad idea. And when he's out forward, he starts to try and wreck the computers, which means he ends up getting locked in a cupboard by the rest of the team, while he's ranting and raving about how they're making a mistake. But Craig was right. The day goes utterly tits up. Essentially, as soon as the kiss cam hits them, they freeze. They were just about to touch hands. They were just about to get closer. And then the kiss cam came on. They just couldn't do it. With all these people around them shouting kiss, kiss, kiss. They just couldn't. And then the team mascot came up and started dancing in front of them. And asking for a kiss from Laura. This annoyed Eliza. And she hit the explode button. 
which gave the mascot a heart attack. So the mascot fell into Sam's lap and he pushed him off and he fell down the stairs. So now it looks like Sam killed the mascot. They leave the stadium and are just traumatised by the whole thing. Meanwhile, God is telling his mum and dad what he's been creating on Earth. So he tells them about a cow, which he had, which essentially he calls a big dog you can drink from. When his mum asks what's a dog, he says, a small cow you can make friends with. And when he's asked what is a giraffe, he says, it's basically a big dog with an extra long leg as a neck. He's then asked what humans are. And his brother tells his parents that he gave them free will because he thought it would make them happy. They don't have any instructions. They don't live essentially as simulations. They can do what they want. And unfortunately, as we know, that doesn't always work out. God realises that his family are just being assholes to him and that his little planet may not be perfect, but it's got some charm to it. And who doesn't love fucking giraffes, you know? They're so cool. So he decides not to take his parents' advice and he decides that he's also not going to blow up the earth. He comes back and he finds the guys dejected because not only have they messed up the evening and killed another person because they killed the mascot, but also now Sam and Laura have decided to go their separate ways. Sam felt Laura was in a mood because she said that she wasn't having a good time anymore and Laura felt Sam was in a bad mood because he wasn't having a good time anymore and they just parted ways. And they are coming into the last hour and there is no hope. God has come back and the device that he uses to destroy planets, he can't stop. So now they need a miracle to try and save the Earth. And finally, episode 7, One Hour. So members of Staff of Heaven are having ex-interviews as to things that happened with their jobs, what went wrong, why they're leaving, why they're happy to leave, etc, etc. For instance, the Department of Books were trying to use a mind control device to control bugs, but bugs are insane, so they couldn't control them at all. There was the Department of Clouds, where the guy would make clouds day in, day out, and occasionally he would throw in some interesting shapes just to see if anybody noticed. Sometimes people did. Most of the times, nobody gave a shit. So, if you ever see a elephant in the clouds, or a dog, that's the Department of Clouds for you. As for the Department of Male Nipples, that was a whole different story. Now, now nipples have no purpose on men, as we all know, but... They were meant to squirt orange juice. Now, just saying, would be an interesting quirk if the Department of Male Nipples could get on that. Just saying. But I like it. However, however, the Department of Unanswered Prayers have also been told that they need to come give their exit interviews. But they have 59 minutes left. And they've got a world to save. So now the gang are trying to basically corral both Sam and Laura together as they walk in opposite directions. But since they can't do it alone, they have to recruit everyone 
in heaven to try and help them out, but they're all off partying. So Rosie has to put the foot down and say, if you don't help us, you won't get your severance package. So they start to help. Of course, God is as helpful as ever. He just starts throwing lightning bolts down and scaring poor Laura. Eventually, Sanjay takes him away and the crew can start working on this project, getting these two together to save the Earth. This includes Craig having to wear the bee helmet to try to control some bees to make Sam go in the opposite direction. But it comes at a risk that the helmet is untested, so he may end up with permanent damage. He tries to tell Eliza something before it happens, but the switch is thrown too soon, and he gets put into a trance and basically turned into a human bee. Sanjay takes God down to the Department of Mammoths and tells him that it's actually the Department of Love, but because God's illiterate, he can't actually read the sign. He goes in, comments that there is a lot of mammoth stuff in here. When he gets in there, Sanjay just tells him to just keep pressing this button and it'll essentially just fire up all the love. As God's pressing the button, it bounces out of its slot and when he goes to retrieve it, he finds out the machine isn't actually plugged in. Because of course it's not. It's something to do with mammoths and they died out years and years ago. So God runs up to the control room where everyone is now trying to help and trying to get Laura and Sam together. He puts the machine down and plugs it in. And as he does, it starts firing all sorts of stuff at Laura and Sam just as they've got to the point where they've met again. There's seven minutes left and God has overloaded the system and it shuts down. Sanjay tells him that he was trying to save everyone from him and God walks away in disgrace. But of course, he's illiterate so he can't see what the exit is. So he walks into a boiler room, then he walks up to a pull door and doesn't pull it, pushes it, and he gets his jacket caught. It's fucking brilliant. And throughout, Steve Buscemi is just delivering it perfectly. Because everything is now down, they now have to rely on Sam and Laura and their free will. After God leaves, they get everything back online and they're just about to try and interfere once more. But as they do, but as they do, Eliza realises that they're going to do it on their own. This whole free will thing is going to work. And they watch and count down to the final seconds as Laura and Sam tell each other how they felt and how they were really nervous and didn't know what to say or do. And that's why they ended up going their separate ways. But actually, if they'd have just communicated to themselves, they would have found out that they were both happy where they were. Eventually, they realise that they are for each other, and they kiss. And the Earth is saved. In the background, there is what looks to be a shooting star, but, but we know it's a meteor that was heading for Earth. The gang go and find God who's up in his office, just dejected. And they tell him that the Earth's saved. And when they inquire as to his involvement in the whole thing, that he must have known that this is how it would play out. He's God after all. 
And he says, yeah, that would have been really cool, but no, I had no clue. But they saved the Earth, and there is a big party downstairs. So God goes and joins them, and he tells Sanjay, which he has done throughout the series, that he loves him. And when Sanjay keeps saying, yeah, okay, he always repeats, I love you, buddy. And Sanjay has never really acknowledged it. And it's this time that he tells him that he loves him back. They stand out on the balcony looking at Earth and talk about how beautiful it is. They head inside to go and have a dance, but Craig and Eliza stay outside. They chat for a minute and Craig admits that he can't dance, but he knows if he had the right teacher, maybe he'd be able to get there. Eliza offers to dance with him and they dance off screen with a picture of the Earth in the background. And that's how it ends. Apart from the news report, but we won't go into that. Look, I fucking love this series so much. Like, again, having Daniel Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi in something this good just makes it all the better. And I know the next few series that come, including the latest one, which just finished airing, are brilliant, absolutely fantastic, and I've laughed at every single one, so I genuinely cannot wait to cover those series. But this series just got it off to such a good start for me, because talking about miracle workers, and then having God and Heaven as sort of the forefront of this whole series, just made it so much better for me I really enjoyed the characters I thought they were so good I think Daniel Radcliffe plays such a great character when because he, he generally plays awkward characters and he always does it really really well I don't know if that's character trope of his or whether it's just something that he's picked up but his character always seems to be awkward but he's really good at it Steve Buscemi just delivers lines so dryly but they're comedic and fucking excellent and then you've got Geraldine Viswanathan who I've never seen before until this and then I think I've seen her in a couple of things since but god I'd never I'd never seen her before and she blew me away she absolutely blew me away um I find her funny I find her engaging I find her someone who I could see myself being friends with I think she's got a very cool personality and she's not afraid to point a finger at herself to make herself look silly and that is someone that I could get on board with very very easily life's too serious to be too serious so you've got to be able to make it fun so yeah I do I do enjoy the whole cast as well. They just really, really make it such a fun thing to watch. And I know the next couple of seasons get better. I think that's it for now. I'm going to stop rambling. And I'm going to now go edit this. And hopefully you'll come and join me for the rest of A Million Little Things. I'm going to be covering Inside Number 9 next. So that's going to be Season 2 of Inside Number 9. And I'm going to be covering the rest of season two 
of a million little things. After that, we'll get on to two more series. So it should be a pretty interesting season for you. If you're enjoying this, like I say, if you are, come say hi. I really need to get some engagement from you guys because I am enjoying doing this, but I don't know if you guys are. But my numbers are going up. So one way they're going up, it's good. But I don't know if you're sticking around. I don't know if you're enjoying it. Hopefully you are. Come say hi. It helps. Anyway, that's enough for me. So thank you. Well, that's all for now, amigos. If you managed to make it to the end of my ramblings, thank you. And if you want to rate, share, subscribe, comment, it's all appreciated. Until next time.